All right, all right. Welcome, welcome. To the Not So Perfect Marriage, we are back. And who are you again? Uh, my name is Alexa Highview. Who are you? My name is our son. <laughs> well, okay, what's your real name? Okay, my name is Myra. Myra what? <laughs> Altamira. Altamira what? Sanchez Legally. <laughs> oh, okay. And my name is Rene Sanchez. And we are happy to be with you. We're the hosts. This is episode 18. Oh, we are the hosts of... The Not-So-Perfect Marriage Podcast, where we talk all things marriage, relationship, parenting, IVF, work-life balance, and everything in between. Everything in between. All right. So it's been... um, Oh, wait. I think I got to turn the song off. That'd be nice. I mean, I don't have to. (laughs) I don't have to. Correct. All right. So we're back in the day. Did we do the other one at night? Yeah. We did. So it's daytime. This is when you're happiest. Right. And I think this is going to be kind of like the norm, a daytime recording. Will it? Yeah, because we scheduled it for Mondays at around this time. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> Unless we change it up, this is going to be the norm, mm-hmm. I'd say. So, so set it off. What are we talking about last today? Last week... We kind of recapped on our life since our really long hiatus. And one of the things that we talked about was how difficult it was to navigate parenthood and a marriage, especially when we were, well, we particularly were married for four years without any offspring. (laughs) So I think we got, we got used to, (laughs) we got used to life just kind of doing us and you know, doing our thing and not having to really like, I don't know, worry about any other, worry about our offspring, worry about any, but ourselves. And that dramatically changed after having a baby, obviously. Um, but it got real kind of like rocky. Like it was really hard to navigate, um, introducing a baby into the dynamic of our marriage. And, um, we didn't talk about it last week, but wanted to talk about it. Maybe we did. Are we sure? Positive. (laughs) So um, one of the things we did do, which we thought, okay, like, what do we do to help ourselves? You know, we got some outside help, right? Do you remember what that was? Um, Your sister? No, we're not talking about childcare. (laughs) No, (laughs) therapy. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. We did couples therapy, which we had never done before. Right. I had never I, done therapy, period. Really? No. There you go. There you I have mean, it. Doesn't, it. doesn't that make, make everything make sense? No. And a lot of things make sense. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that was our first time. And I think that, I mean, like culturally, there's a stigma around couples therapy, yeah, wouldn't would you say, agree. especially in our cultures? Absolutely. I mean, it's like, uh, you know, I, I, do you think it's cultural? Do you think it's masculine and, or feminine? Do you think, because I, I, I don't know if I've experienced it as much through the cultural lens as much as maybe like that masculinity lens, um, where like, you know, in today's world, I, I feel very comfortable talking about it, but I would admit that maybe, you know, three to four years ago, I wouldn't have. I agree. And, and the crazy part is that I am a therapist. I'm in the mental health field. That's right. <laughs> Um, I'm in the mental health field, and even so, it felt strange kind of in a way to say or to be like, all right, we're going to do couples therapy because we need help Mm -hmm. navigating. And it kind of felt unfamiliar, 
like unfamiliar territory because for so long, you know, for four years, we had had a really solid um, marriage and relationship and communication styles, like everything just kind of vibed really well for mm -hmm. us. Um, and then when the baby came around, it was like, we, you know, <laughs> what happened? Like it kind of all just, I don't know, everything kind of went out the window. Nothing was applicable. Nothing that we used to use was working anymore. Um, not that, I don't know if there were any tools that we specifically used to kind of like navigate our relationship, but um, it, it was very, very hard dealing with all those emotions. Would you say? Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> a lot of hormones, a lot of emotions, a lot of stuff. And I think a, common, a part of it too was just postpartum in general, would you say? Well, postpartum and then like, I mean, you know, I think, I think we've t discussed how, you know, we had the baby at the craziest time in the world, you know, <laughs> and I think like the circumstances around that probably, you know, also kind of has something to do with it. That's very true because right. there was a period where like COVID cases had spiked. So we actually had all our family not come. Mm -hmm. And by all family, I mean only immediate family. <laughs> um, they were the only ones that really saw the baby. But, um, you know, we'd get some help, like maybe once a week or so. Um, somebody would drop by and we would like either. But, but, but I mean, even, even that was, you know, I, I think about one of the first times that I remember us like, um, you know, just emotionally kind of going through it during that time. And this was before the baby was born, but uh, you were pregnant already. You were a few months pregnant. And... Uh, you know, it wasn't like the, the the second spike of it. It was when, you know, nobody knew what was going to happen with the pandemic. And I'll be the first to admit that I was completely like on the opposite extremity of probably where I'm at about it now. And then I remember like saying like, no, we can't hang out with anybody. We can't see anybody. And, you know, uh, I was actually thinking about how like during the lockdown, like I was actually really happy because you know, I like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but obviously it was the opposite for you because, you know, you uh, love being outside, you live off of, you know, other people's energy and all that. So I think that um, kind of like dynamic really changed uh, for the next year or so that at least when I was like kind of, you know, very um, extra careful about everything, right? Because, you know, I think that had a lot to do with it is like the more exposure you were to like just being out, being with your family, you know, it, it really impacted you a certain way. And obviously it impacted me a certain way, but the two ways are not the same. Yeah, it was that, that I, I think I, we totally forgot to mention that there was a pandemic that we went through, like, you know what I'm saying? Like to add to everything. Um, but yeah, it was really isolating, really depressing, really sad, you know, just cause it's like something we had wanted for so long we had it, but we couldn't really share it in a way. Like mm -hmm. it was just kind of like, I don't know. We had to tell, I remember telling my cousins via like FaceTime or That's zoom right. or something that we were pregnant, which is something that I never thought we'd have to do, you know, or. I thought we'd always be together, especially because we're so close. So it's like, well, because remember when we found out you were pregnant, the pandemic, you know, I mean, it was literally it was kind of, you were hearing about it, but it wasn't like lockdown and everything. And we just, we were so, um, we wanted to make sure well, you could never make sure, but we wanted to feel, you know, a lot more confident in our chances of, you know, being successful. So I think we waited for the first trimester, right? Uh, yeah. After that was over, like at maybe 12, 13 weeks, then we decided to tell like our extended family, but obviously we couldn't see them. It was like right smack in the middle of, the lockdown like april-ish i want to say right and 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 so basically it went from like we found out we were pregnant the world's still normal to like confirming that you know we have a pretty good shot at you know bringing the baby to to life and then in that span you know we were on lockdown and we couldn't share everything in person yeah so i got really and, and like I, husband here said he was really really 
extra with the safety measures. I, I mean, I literally was not allowed to go anywhere, anywhere. I, and I didn't for a really long time. You weren't allowed? What do you mean you weren't allowed? <laughs> like, I, I, I didn't go to the grocery store. That wouldn't have been okay yeah, with, used, with oh, you or me. I used to go to the grocery store. That was, he would go to the grocery store. That does, that, as you said that, it gave me a little PTSD <laughs> of, like, the Vons and Silmar and the arrows on the ground. And, oh, man, that was wild. Yeah, I remember Easter. We were home alone. Like, you you know, my, I think some family from Sacramento was visiting, and I wasn't able to, like, go to their house and, like, have Easter you know, lunch with them. And I was like, literally crying, sobbing at home, because I was just so sad, being so alone and so isolated. It was like a really, really sad time. Yeah. But anyway, you know, just to kind of preface it or kind of give some context, um, when the baby finally came, you know, we kind of went through another spike, kind of like it was the holidays. Yeah. And it got really bad. So we had a period where we didn't, we told our family, like, you know, could you please not come? Like, yeah. just out of safety. And even when they did meet the baby, we had everybody COVID tested. Yeah, we had a mall test. Wow. <laughs> I remember Frank, except Frank showed up late. So that, my, shout, her, out, well, shout out to him because he was testing everybody. And, you know, I think at his work situation, he had to test a lot of people. So he was like in the heat of it. So I remember we hosted Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we hosted Christmas. And then everybody was there, like, waiting. Uh, no, actually not on Christmas. Frank was there on he time. He was there yeah, on time, but was. literally everybody was waiting to get tested to come inside. And it took forever, yeah, yeah. And it, it just took a lot of time. Yeah, damn, that was wild. But that's how intense and hardcore it was, you know, like, and how cautious we were at the time. But so. it's funny because in the next year when we hosted here, didn't, like, a bunch of people get sick? Like your cousins or something? No? I don't remember. I thought they did. They I weren't know. here, though. No, no, no. The following year, remember when we did the like the cousins' Christmas? Oh yeah, no, but we, but nobody got sick from it. Oh okay. Yeah, I nobody got sick from it. Oh, all right. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, yeah, where were we? That going added to the back to therapy. <laughs> that added to the marriage issues is yeah. that we were together always, and Renee was so paranoid, and and it was understandable at the time because it was very unknown territories and uncharted waters. So it, it was like right. we just had to do with the best with the knowledge that we had at the time. Um, but that was even kind of more isolating because it's like you have a brand new baby and sometimes you need help. Like you just want to like shower or you want to like do some housework or some cooking or some cleaning or you want to sleep. And to not be able to have your family just help you out here and there, it yeah. really um, messes with, with, with you and your ability to cope and function. And Bailey disagrees. Right? <laughs> yeah. They'll, you'll, they'll hear them. Unfortunately, we can't stick them anywhere else but in the house with us. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so that's when we realized. And at the time, also, I wasn't doing, so I'm used to doing a lot of overtime, like PMRT, mm-hmm. which is a psychiatric mobile response team. And I wasn't doing that at the time because I was still a vulnerable person. And um, I wanted an extra way to make money. So I signed up to be a therapist for BetterHelp, which I don't recommend if you're a therapist. I do recommend if you're a client and you're looking for therapy. (laughs) Um, And one of the perks was that we got to get free therapy as therapists. So we signed up to do do couples therapy, like um, telehealth pretty much. And it was really good. It was. I got to admit it was. What was our therapist's name? Carol, I think. Carol? Yeah, Carol. Carol was cool. She had my back. I'd have to, like, snitch on her sometimes. <laughs> like, Yo, I can't wait for her next appointment. I'm going to tell Carol all about it. Um, yeah? Yeah. She snitched on me, too, though. Yeah, we, 
I mean, I don't know if that's we're what snitching, a therapy but we is. Just... You're snitching on each other. <laughs> Couples therapy in a nutshell. You snitch on each other. You're not. You're 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 telling your partner how you feel in a safe space, yeah. and then your, you know, therapist is kind of helping you navigate it. But I mean, and there's so many. I think there's so many reasons, like you know, that a couple should consider it. I think one now, as you were kind of discussing it, like I thought a lot about like finances, right? And and you know where I would get stressed out about that, and you know how Carol would Carol would provide some you know, pretty good advice, right? Because um, I remember, I think like my whole mentality on everything really changed when, you know, the baby came into our world. And, you know, I mean, I, I you know, I didn't grow up with much, uh, you know, working class, right? And, you know, I, you know, I, I would say I've earned every opportunity I've come across, you know, my parents, you know, always gave us what, you know, we, we needed, not everything what we wanted. But um, I would definitely say that, you know, I've, I've been in places where like, I don't have anything, right? So fast forward, you know, 30 something years and, you know, we have a, a baby and like, you know, at no point are we, you know, anywhere close to like, you know, the well running dry or anything like that. But, you know, I became very exaggerated in terms of like how I was looking at my at our finances and um, like, you know, we're really good. But, you know, I still wanted to make sure that, you know, everything was taken care of. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the bookkeeper in the house. Right. So I'm always the one that's looking at everything. But I would honestly say that like through therapy was would you agree that like since because we haven't done therapy in a couple months now. But like, have I stressed you out financially? No, since then? No, it really right? it really changed that 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 really changed. And I remember and I hope it's okay we talk about it. <laughs> One of the uh, things that we brought up in session was that was um, the baby's first birthday. Oh yeah. I really wanted to have a party for him, and you were in agreement, but didn't want all the things the that scale, I wanted. The scale. Because of the amount of money that it would cost, and you know, and I told him like I just want to do something for his first birthday, and this is like my vision, and yeah, it's gonna cost us like a good. <laughs> she doesn't know ask her she doesn't know That's i think it was like part. a grand or something oh, yeah right okay i don't know <laughs> okay 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 go ahead Continue. just just from what i booked but whatever that <laughs> just said from what i booked um uh our family helped a lot we were really we were really lucky too yeah of course we hosted at my parents and they helped a lot you know with like food and stuff but um um, he was just like very adamant that no, we shouldn't, you know, do that kind of party. And I, I to me, I, I felt like, you know, we had gone through so much to finally have him. He was finally here and he was a year old and I really, really wanted to make something memorable and like celebrate with all the friends and family because of the pandemic, because we didn't get to have the baby shower we always dreamed of. We never got to have, you know, to see our friends, to see our family while we were expecting like that never happened. And the I baby thought, shower was pretty lady though. It was, it was, but you know, it, we didn't get to invite friends to that, you know, it was yeah. like a zoom thing with friends and it was like a very socially distant thing and even with the family so um i just wanted to finally celebrate him and his life and the miracle that we had been like blessed with you know that was my whole idea and i literally was crying in therapy and i think that sh the therapist helped us kind of meet somewhere in the middle right yeah she made me chill out she made me chill out a little <laughs> bit you know i'm not gonna lie she made me chill out a little bit but you know, I mean, I think it's all about perspective, right? And, you know, we were obviously coming out of the pandemic, coming out of his, uh, it's about to be his first year of life. And, you know, again, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I was, you know, it, I tend to be extreme in my responses, right? Like I'll go from one side of the discussion to the other. But here, you know, I, I was, 
I mean, granted, I, I, I get it. Like things, you know, slow down a little bit, right? But for me, I was trying to, you know, protect every penny because I wanted to, like, instead put it in his accounts, uh, which at some point we'll talk about, right? And you know, you don't have to be in a sprint all the time. I guess is what I would say. And you know, in hindsight, I'm very happy that we had, um, you know, that that birthday celebration and we had a lot of fun and you know, yeah. it, was, it was very fulfilling. Um, but the therapy component of it, I think, it helps you find compromise. Is what it comes down to. Um, and I give Myra a hard time, somewhat deservedly so, because, you know, <laughs> grand. Um, but, um, you know, I, I think when we would, like, discuss this with our with our therapist, like, she, you know, she knew, you know, they know what they're doing. I mean, she's a therapist here, so, like, obviously, <laughs> they know what, you know, which strings to pull or whatnot. And I think they got us to see it in terms of, like, you know, what are the components of planning for this that, you know, are stressing out me? What are the components that are stressing her out? And then we would kind of talk through that a little bit. And, you know, I think that would always, you know, uh, give you, you know, give you a, a path, you know, to make it happen. And, you know, we did. Um, but even though I really enjoyed it at first, it was difficult to get onto a, a pattern. And I would say we're still not necessarily doing that. I mean, I think we've been in a pretty good place where sometimes we say, like, do we need to see her? And we're like, not necessarily. And I think maybe we need to, you know, just see her anyway. But I do think that at first it was kind of awkward to, like, start the conversation again. Yeah, definitely. And I will say that I just told him, like, hey, Let's just have this birthday party for him. Next year, we won't have anything. He's like, yeah, right. You know you're going to want to have another birthday party for a second year. And did I want a second year birthday party? Um, no, not really. Exactly. So I meant what I said <laughs> prior to his first birthday party, that I just wanted him to have a first birthday. We, they still did have a little birthday party, didn't they? It was just like a, di a dinner. Like, we literally just had dinner and a cake. Oh, okay. Yeah, there was no party. So, Yeah. When did they get their uh, little... Was that for, like... When was that? When did we go? That was last year. That a was the second birthday? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we had a little party. It was a dinner, but okay. Maybe this one was a grand. No, <laughs> it wasn't at all. It was hosted by not even us. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so all in all, it was good. Um, and... You're right. It was more of like a compromise between mm -hmm. certain things and maybe communication styles in general. But um, we recommend it, right? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Is that a blanket recommendation? If there's difficulties that, and you've exhausted all your resources that you can on your own, yeah. and maybe like it's time for outside help, because I think that's where we were at. It was like, okay like nothing maybe internally that we're used to but, using well, or working You with. might be right. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate. Is, are there situations where couples go to therapy and it makes the situation worse? Is it like if they're not all like really invested into it or they're not like being genuine about their efforts? Um, I don't know. You would know. I wouldn't know. Yeah. I, I agree. If someone's not invested, then th there's no point because nothing's going to really get resolved or work. Right. So that makes sense. I mean, obviously, if it's something you both want to do, then I would say it, it's probably a really good start. Mm -hmm. But so in like the days before BetterHelp, did like a couple have to like you know get a get dressed and go to like the office to see? Typically, yeah. Some people were doing telehealth prior to the pandemic, but um, I think that the norm or the usual was just like okay, come to my office because it is nice to sit across from somebody, mm -hmm. you know, in a neutral space that's not your home to talk about stuff that's going on in your relationship gotcha what are what are some of the things that you don't like about couples therapy because you put likes and dislikes in the uh in the outline <laughs> i don't i don't think i disliked anything did you dislike anything i mean i yeah no i, I don't know that i disliked anything i think it's uh, you know just 
the uh, the adjustment phase, like the getting adapted to it, um, like adapting to it. I, I don't. I, I just imagine that some people may not be able to get past that part. Mm. Like like if you're very stubborn, you know, or if you're very you know you know caught up like maybe you know you're masculine. You don't want to give that up. You don't want to tell people that you've been in therapy or. Well, you don't have to tell you don't anybody. Want to talk about yeah. I guess you don't have to. That's true. You don't true. have to disclose that. Right? Yeah. And most of the time, people don't. I mean, it's maybe like if you have a close relationship with someone, then you might say like, "Oh yeah, we started right. therapy." But um, that's interesting because like when I tell people like or couples like, "Yeah, you know, we started therapy," they're like, and then they are like, "Oh yeah, we've." been in therapy and i'm like oh you know and it's just like a couple that i never would have thought would have done therapy you know so how do people um sign up on uh what's it called again better help yeah how do they do it just go to betterhelp.com is it cheap there's just it's a monthly subscription and from what i know i think it's about three to 350 a month and then you have a weekly session so they average out to that divided by what four or five weeks is how much three fifty mm-hmm. divided by four weeks would be like eighty seven fifty a week. Yeah, so you're paying paying about almost ninety bucks for a session, which is about typical because of That's any market rate. Any therapist, especially in California, was going to run you over a hundred dollars. Gotcha. Uh, maybe one twenty, one fifty, one sixty five, almost two hundred. Some some are two hundred bucks a session, so it's pretty affordable if you think about it that way. Got you. All right. Well, there you there you have it. Couples therapy. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, and interestingly enough, our therapist was out in like the Midwest. Probably she was. I'm, she wasn't yeah. in California, but she was licensed in California. But there's such a shortage of therapists that if you get licensed in that state, then you can see people from that state. So that's right. kind of what we what we got. Well, we got a really good one, so we're happy. Gotcha. Yeah. So that was our experience with that little resource, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It was good. So what now, are we going to next? Now we wanted to talk about navigating childcare, and we went back and forth before starting the podcast recording about did we talk about childcare? Did we not talk about childcare? <laughs> um, I think we did it. We think you we did we, it. You said we did it on the one that, but there we was a and yeah, we recorded one the first, possible. yeah, and then that's when we talked about it, and the second one I don't think we talked about it um, because I think that's important too. I think that parents have a lot of anxiety if like you know, there's an issue or something changed or just in general, like, you know, you're pregnant now and you're like, my God, what are we going to do about childcare? Cause it can be pricey. It can be very pricey and it can, and it's anxiety provoking. I remember being very, very anxious because that's your child. <laughs> and it's like, who is going to be caring for my child? And is this person going to be, good are they gonna be sweet are they gonna be caring are they gonna be attentive are they gonna be responsive like there's a lot of um just questions that come up which was why we so do we want to start there remember how i was paranoid about that oh whoops yeah you were paranoid about that but do we want to give context about how this kind of came up for us in terms of like child care well i think it has more to do with you than me we had we thought we had child care figured out but that's what I, oh, oh, got you, got you, Prior got you, got to you. the baby even ever being born. Yeah, yeah. So I had this, like, long-term strategy, right? Um, so basically, my, my plan was for, uh, it wasn't really my plan. I mean, it was our plan, but then I think, we're, so we're going to talk about my mom, right? Like, my mom, it was her plan too, right? So the idea was that she would retire and basically, you know, dedicate herself to helping us, you know, take care of, of our son. And, you know, I, I can't say this. For sure, but I would say from my perspective, I feel like 
you know, when we were getting, when we were trying to get pregnant, I think I, I don't want to say pressure because it's not pressure because obviously, you know, grandparents want grandkids, but I would say my mom was the one that was like the most adamant, right, about, you know, having children and then, you having know, grandchildren, yeah. sorry, having, about us having children. But even as we approached, um, you know, the opportunity to do so, and even as we shared the challenges we were having with it, like, you know, she was always optimistic about everything and, you know, she had, you know, like her whole family in Chile, like praying for us and all that. And, you know, she didn't she also she made like a promise or something right That Yeah, she yeah. made like a, if you were familiar, like a manda. Yeah. So um, anyway, that that was the 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 the, the goal. I mean, or not the goal, the plan. The plan was that she was you know going to retire to take care of, of, of our son. And I think, you know, we were going to move into a bigger house, you know, move him in, you know, basically, you know, try to make it so that, you know, we would all be together with some separation, right? Like maybe like, a, you know, an ADU or something like that, but that they could take care of the baby and we would continue working, et cetera. And then, you know, eventually, you know, her and my dad would stop working or whatnot. Well, um, you know, at the same time, my, my sister um, got pregnant with uh, my nephew, obviously. And um, that kind of threw a wrench into the plans. And, you know, I, I'll be honest, like it was, it was tough to go through it all because, you know, we were kind of like set in that uh, plan, right? And then it was like, damn, we're back to square one. And there was a lot of ups and downs that went with it, but ultimately everything happens for a reason. And, you know, where, where we're at now and, you know, talking about childcare options and, you know, whatnot because of the, the way the circumstances played out. Um, so then, you know, we, we knew that that wasn't going to work out and that we had to figure something else out. And I remember telling Myra that I was very paranoid about like sending our child to daycare. Um, I don't know if that's deserved it or not, but I had, you know, seen the worst examples of it and, you know, knowing what we went through to have them, like I wanted to make sure that, you know, that wasn't something that, you know, could potentially happen to our child. So anyway, where do, where, was that good? Was that yes, enough that was a good <laughs> background story. Um, yeah. So I think that, um, for me, my, my anxiety was really elevated because, um, we, we, you know, I think we talked about it on the last podcast, we talked, we took care of him for a couple of months on our own while we all, while we both worked full time. And that was really rough. Finally, my little sister, um, finished high school in, in May. And then she came to work for us full time, helping care for the baby while we both worked. And that worked beautifully. But of course she was going to start college in the fall, like in August. So as the months are counting down, I'm starting to get more and more anxiety knowing that who's going to care for our son, you know, like what's going to happen. Like it was really, really, um, so something that really plagued me, I guess you could say, um, the thing that we did figure out, which was nice was that since the end of August was the time that, uh, my sister was going to stop watching the baby. Renee was going to take his pat leave all month of September. Pat and that means was, paternity. Paternity. And that was our deadline. Like we needed to find somebody and lock them down because in October we needed someone to help care for our child. And we counted all the way down. Yeah. And, um, so I know you had mentioned, I don't know. So I'm confused between the two <laughs> previous podcasts we recorded, but he had kept telling me like, put it up on your stories, kid, put it up on your stories. And I kind of didn't want to put our business out there, you know? And I kind of felt a little like, I don't know. I just didn't feel hundred percent comfortable telling people that we needed a freaking childcare. <laughs> we were looking for a nanny specifically. Um, but on the flip side, she was like stressed out that you're like, oh my God, we got a couple weeks. We got three weeks. I'm like, like we'll do, put it up on where, your story. Where do we, where do we find somebody? You and know? guess what? She lit. So somebody, what probably happened is that somebody else probably told her, Hey, you should put it on your no, story. No, I didn't. Cause I'm I did because sure he told me to many times, but that's the no, way I did our marriage told works. Me to. Oh, mm -mm. okay. Well, well, we'll give her the benefit it's of the doubt. It's because we had like, we had like asked around, asked around and nobody knew of anybody. So it's mm -hmm. like, okay, we, 
we don't know what else to do. So we have no choice but to put it up and like get somebody's help that knows someone that's looking for a full-time nanny position. So finally did. And one of my high school friends reached out and I'm so, so grateful to him and his wife because they recommended a really, really amazing nanny mm -hmm. that we just fell in love with. And we, I trusted her with everything that I had that, you know, my son was cared for. Our baby was in good hands and, you know, he was loved, you know, and I think that's at the end of the day, what you're looking for is someone that's going to love your baby um, and care for them. Yeah. And, and we, we, you know, we got very lucky. It was like, you know, she literally God fell sent. from the heavens, right? <laughs> um, it was expensive. So that's another piece. And I don't mean to make that the most important part, but it's, <laughs> it's, you know, a very, it's something you have to take into account. So first off, just, you know, childcare is expensive. And, you know, even if you, you know, do a daycare situation or whatnot, but like that one-on-one -on -one care piece, like it's, it's a lot. And then, you know, I remember we, we, the agreement we had was, you know, she would, um, you know, watch them. I think we said, you know, four, you know, full days and one half day, um, that went out the window pretty much right away. Right. Like it basically turned into five days full time. And, you know, most of the weeks that she was with him, we were also paying her overtime. Um, so it was, it was very expensive. Right. And it, you know, definitely threw another wrench into like our financial plans because, you know, ultimately we're talking about like, you know, thousands of dollars a month, but I would say that for somebody who like tends to penny pinch a little bit, right. And I'm always like kind of, you know, concerned about our finances and trying to figure out like how we can set ourselves up for the long term versus the short term. Like, I'll tell you that this was easily probably, you know, to me, the best investment that we could have made. I think that you can't put a price on, you can't put a price on comfort and relief and knowing that your child is well cared for. Yeah. And, and I think you, 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 uh, Put it very well one time you know i think when we were like you know kind of framing you know how we were looking at it and i think you talked about like you know that you felt really proud that you know um we could you know oh yeah like we get to employ somebody and help them and and she and and you know she oftentimes told us that like it was the best gig she's you know she's ever had she's ever had yeah but she was you know probably the best thing we could have asked for too so you know it was definitely mutual um but with that said right i think there's still like you know things you have to like, you know, take into consideration, like, you know, when you're making a decision to have a nanny, what else do we consider? I think we also consider, consider what's the other one called? The au pair, au pair. Au pair. Yeah. Oh yeah. So we considered an au pair and that's somebody that's like a live in nanny, but it's a student and in exchange for them caring for your child, you provide them boarding care pretty much. Mm -hmm. Um, but like the agencies that I looked up, you had to pay a lot of money upfront plus give them a weekly stipend. So once you added everything together, it ended up being the exact same amount <laughs> of paying somebody a weekly, a weekly amount. So we paid her hourly and we paid her weekly. So, you know, like and we paid her by the hour, by the hour, once a week, once a week. Correct. Right. <laughs> and, and most of like, maybe would you say like 80% or 85, 90% of the time she worked over 40 hours. Oh yeah. And, um, even though, and I don't know if it's okay to talk about it, but like she was, you know, <laughs> it's I, funny how she's, I mean, she, she didn't bring it we up. Don't, before, we're so not providing ahead. names, but, um, 
she was undocumented. So she was working towards establishing her residency here. And, um, you know, um, she would tell me like these horror stories for these other families she worked for. And it was just like really sad. Like, Super sad. you know, like we would always, we never even questioned, like we always paid her overtime. So when she reached the 40 hours, we'd pay her time and a half for the additional hours tacked onto the 40 hours. And, you know, like that's something I think she had never had because it's like, you know, a family can easily take advantage yeah. of someone like that because they're not in a position to be like, hey, you de you de I deserve to get OT. I worked over 40 hours. And it's like, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. No, I mean, and, and to me, that was, you know, having been undocumented myself and, you know, having gone through that struggle with my parents, like, obviously, there's no way you're going to, you know, not take care of someone if you can, if you can do so. But, you know, that that obviously I think was, you know, part of the reason that it went so well, right? I mean, she was, you know, thankful and we were thankful. Um, and it, you know, it, it worked out really well. I think um, one of the other things that's kind of uh, interesting from, you know, having having uh, the nanny or, or taking that option, right, to have a nanny though, is there's still gonna be drawbacks. And the drawback I would refer to the most is that I do feel like having the nanny, I don't know, I don't, I don't know if slowing down is the right word, but obviously from a socialization standpoint, like, it took our son a little longer and he's, I think barely now starting to become comfortable socializing with other kids. Yeah. He's been up until this year. Cause that's when he started going to like a Montessori school. Um, he didn't have any socialization opportunities except with his cousin who just kind of started, you know, once he turned one, they kind of started being playing, playing more together, but you know, there were no other kids around him at all. So he was very awkward around other kids. Even when we take him to the my gym on a weekly basis, he wouldn't play with them. He had no interest in them. And um, I'm just glad that that's, that's changing. And again, that's because he was only used to being around adults, the nanny included. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was, com he was like so comfortable with like our nanny's husband, right? Like she, you know, when her, when her husband would pick her up, like, you know, he'd be happy to, to, to see him, but if there were kids on the street, like he wasn't really interested in hanging out with them. None. Right. And that kind of, I don't know, kind of made, didn't rub me the right way. Right. <laughs> it's kind of like, oh gosh, like what, what's wrong with this kid? <laughs> and he's right. also a pandemic baby. So it's like socialization just in general was right. very kind of limited, you know, more than the average person that wasn't bored during a pandemic. <clears throat> so I'm, I'm, we're happy now that he's in a, actually, so we kind of skipped ahead, but he's now in a Montessori school. When we um, interviewed our nanny um, and decided to hire her, we told her that we wanted to contract her for a year. So when the baby was two, we were gonna kinda end our work together and have him go to school. Um, however, we ended up keeping her for a couple more months um, through the uh, new year, basically. Yeah. Well, and one of the other uh, pieces that's interesting too is like the, remember her commute, right? So the, we actually moved, um, part of the reason we moved was we wanted to be a little closer to family, specifically her family, cause she has more family here and you know, they're very close to where we live now. Um, she actually, the nanny actually lived way closer to where we used to live. But the reason I'm sharing all this is that, um, you know, you have to make sure that that works for you, you know, whatever that situation is going to be like. But the other piece is that we have always prioritized our time together. So nanny or not, you know, we've always like figured out how are we going to get away and go on a vacation or whatnot. So there's been a few times where we've been away, like, let's say through the weekend and through the week where we would coordinate, like essentially like round the clock care, right? Between the nanny and between our grandparents, sorry, our grandparents, his grandparents, right? <laughs> So yeah. there's been a couple of times where we would, you know, do that, like, hey, she's going to be with him, you know, and maybe her parents would come or your sister or your mom would come and spend the night during the week. And then, you know, my mom would pick him up on the weekends and take him so that we could get away. Yeah, which worked out really well. And even still now, because we have that support from the families, it still continues to work out really well. Yeah. 
Um, well, one of the other things I wanted to talk about is that, um, so, okay, so now we take him to daycare. Um, what's it called? Uh, what kind of school is it? It's a Montessori, Montessori school. A Montessori school. <laughs> so um, it's a lot. It's, it's still expensive. Um, I mean, it's like 10 times what my parents used to pay to send me to Catholic school when I was a kid. Um, but it's relatively inexpensive compared to a having nanny. a full-time nanny. Um, but one of the things that's interesting that I want to talk about is, um, as Myra mentioned earlier, like our nanny was, you know, undocumented, so we were paying her cash and, um, you know, you can't get a write off on that. I guess you could, if you're down to, you know, do some stuff you're not supposed to, but you know, we, we couldn't do that. But one of the things that I want to talk about when it comes to childcare is making sure that, you know, you're, you set yourself up from a tax benefit perspective and that, you know, you can, you know, really stretch your money the most as possible. So, um, dependent care accounts are where you can, you know, really help yourself with that. Right. So maybe your employer can offer one. If not, you can open one up separately. And with a dependent care account, you get up to five grand, which I'm not going to lie. It's, you know, not that much, you know, as far as the overall pie goes, but it's still a lot of money that is 100% tax free, right? Because you're not getting taxed on it on the way in and you're not getting taxed on it on the way out. So you can take up to $5,000. So what we did, you know, um, the first year or so that, you know, our, our son was here is we would um, submit the, you know, submit for reimbursement anytime he spent with um, Myra's sister. So whenever my sister was babysitting, uh, you know, we would just document us paying her and then we would submit that and get reimbursed from it. Right. Um, this year would, um, you know, the plan is because your accounts kind of replenish over the year. If you do it through your employer, they're going to probably do it as your you know, paychecks accumulate. You can do it independently. But the reason we don't is because you can only do up to five thousand combined between your employer and yourself. You can't do two accounts like when tax time comes around, like they'll have to like adjust that accordingly. So, you know, now paying the Montessori, we could either, you know, submit that for reimbursement or, for example, you know, he was a little sick last week. So, you know, the last couple of days of the week, he wasn't at school. So we brought her sister in. So that money that we paid her could potentially get, you know, reimbursed out of that account. So, you know, these little things add up, right? Like 5,000 bucks, you know, depending on your tax bracket, like that might save you another, you know, 13 to 1400 bucks. Maybe over the year that doesn't feel like that much, but that's, you know, probably, a, I don't know, a trip to Disneyland, you know, some things that you can buy for him for, or her for school, for daycare, um, you know, whatever. That's a significant amount of money. So I just wanted to make sure we talked about that too. Thank you for providing that that's resource. Right. That's right. <laughs> um, we can always count on my hubby to give really sound tips, tip, tips and tricks tips, on tips and tricks how to, you know, maximize financial goals i try <laughs> i try yeah so all in all and yeah we're very very happy with the montessori and that's an i think another issue too is like when you are looking for a daycare or a school or a little preschool or whatever like oh god well you know i i've heard horror stories too of like daycares and preschools so you want to feel good about you know where you're sending your kid but um thankfully the place that he goes to is like literally in walking distance of our house which is amazing and they i was so shocked when i called and they actually had availability and they were like yeah bring them down we're ready for them and i was like oh my god like that's unheard of usually like there's a wait list or you know people are pregnant and on wait lists right remember how much we were dreading the first day <laughs> yeah that was really hard and like we kind of you know paid our deposit like the year before and they were like calling us like okay what's your son yeah, coming <laughs> And then by like, okay, and he's going in January. So I think January 3rd was his first day. And it was just like, oh, super dreading it. You know, I just didn't even want to think about it because I was just like separation anxiety. But um, it ended up working out very well. Of course, it was it was crying. Like that first month, he would always cry when we dropped him off. Poor baby. It seems like he still cries when you take him. <laughs> he said, 
<laughs> why? He cry when I take him. I take him and he cries. He takes him and he doesn't cry. He's like, bye. <laughs> yeah. He like walked in there today, just like, all right, peace. See you later. Uh, yeah, I know. He's, you know, maybe a little more attached to mom here and there. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's going well. And he brings home projects. And like, I could tell just in the first week, like his vocabulary kind of expanded. And um, just kind of the way he's been processing information and learning and the, his play at home has changed, like yeah. for the better, everything's really changed for the but better. One interesting thing though is we know for a fact he behaves at school. And I don't get it. When he gets home <laughs> and he like is a disaster. I don't know like, if he like holds it in all day and like behaves 100%. And then when he gets home, he just falls apart and lets it all, like lets he, all we, of it out. We confined his, you know, play stuff to like, uh, you know, he had this huge room that was just full of everything. So we like confined it to a piece of it, but it doesn't matter. It's just spreading throughout the house. Like he just comes in and just starts throwing everything. And he does this thing where he knows that I'm, I won't give up. Like I'll clean up immediately after him when I'm here, you know, otherwise like, you know, we might let it accumulate a little bit and then we clean it up at the end of the night but like i don't give up but he already caught on to that so when he sees me starts cleaning up he just gets everything and starts like throwing everything on purpose everywhere <laughs> and it's almost like man i know you're not doing this at school like you got all tough it's funny us. because at school like we get pictures and videos of him at school and he's like an angel yeah. like he listens he behaves yeah. he does what he's told and i'm like why doesn't that translate here at home i don't get it. so the viewers hit us up with some advice if you've like, been through that right because this isn't just us telling we we need feedback too do i need to make our house into a preschool like another Maybe. continuation of the montessori school like what do i need to do because like man it's just a night it's the two different kids yeah. <laughs> well before we uh you know come to the end wait, are we going through another section no this yeah. is it all right, so when did when we did our last one, was that before or after Disney in Vegas? Yes, it was after. after. No, Vegas? Vegas was, no, the last No, not Vegas, just Disney. Disney. Just Disney. So how was Vegas? So tell them, how was Vegas? So fun. You talked about it last time. It was amazing. We I went to so a club. Oh, yeah, we, we did. We went to a club. <laughs> not the right club, but, uh, hey, it was a club inside the hotel, okay? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so... Hubby surprised me with. Well, I, gave, I I let the, the the cat out the bag. Um, what a couple of days before, but you kind of figured it out. Remember? I I just knew we were going to a show on Saturday night, which is the day we flew there. Right. Um, but I know what show. I thought it was going to be like a Cirque du Soleil or something. You know, I had mentioned that the Wind had a new show that I wanted to see because I love all the Vegas shows. So I just thought it was like a show show. But you figured out it out the night before. I think you told me the night before we no, flew out. No, you figured it out. Oh, did I guess? No, you didn't guess. Oh God, you really don't remember. So the night before, every Friday, it's you my, were about to turn them this on. This is my my uh, routine: is every Friday night, if there's a new Real Time with Bill Maher episode, like I watch it. Um, so that Friday, I think I gave her a hint. I think I was like, oh, you know, it's gonna be a nice show tomorrow. And boom, I, I put it on. And as soon as like the music drops, she's like, oh my God, we're gonna go see Bill Maher. And I was like, yep, we sure are. Yeah, that was that was a real treat, and. Um... Yeah, he's just like how he is on TV. <laughs> a little more direct. But it was very, un like, you could tell that people aren't as, like, comfortable as, like, watching it from home. Because if you're not familiar with Bill Maron, I apologize if some of y'all don't like him, but too bad. Um, he, you know, in my opinion, he's very, like, I don't, I don't want to say centrist because he's still, you know, liberal. But, you know, he calls out the extremities on both sides. Like, you know, he's not just, like, super woke, but, you know, he's obviously not on the right either. Anyway, you make of that what you want. 
But when you go to Vegas to see him now, you're around people uh, of different backgrounds who are all there to see him. So some of the jokes he says, like, you could tell people are careful about laughing. And he calls he calls everybody out on that. So I, that was interesting. That was fun. It was really funny, though. Like, in person, he was really good. It was really funny. So I really, really, really like, enjoyed it. And it was, like, a, it's right smack at, like, 85 minutes, 90 minutes. Yeah. It, it ended. And it started right. gamble. Yeah, it started right at 8.05 or something. We were kind of running. Like, we were, like, I kind of took a long time to get ready. So we're, like, running through the casino trying to get yeah. to the the showroom. And as literally as soon as we walked down, as soon as we sat down, we didn't even get drinks. Thank God we didn't because we would have missed the opening. Um, like, two or mi- two minutes later, he walked out. Yeah. And nobody introduced him. He just walked out. Yeah. Because <laughs> they make you want to go gamble. And we gambled. And it was not looking good at first. <laughs> But then we put some money down on the All-Star game, on the MVP pick, and luckily that cleaned everything up for us, right? Yay! Um, but it was a good time. You know, great food. You know, we went to the movies. Oh, we should talk about the movie. It was the Ant-Man movie. I was kind of disappointed. <laughs> it was just very kind of a little bit um, underwhelming. Because the Ant-Man movies are like my favorite. or Not my favorite. I would say my favorites are the Ga- the Guardians movies. And then, like, the underrated ones, I think, are the Thor movies and the Ant-Man movies. And I know a lot of people hated on the last Thor movie. I, I liked it. Um, the Ant-Man one, I was really excited for it because I was like, all right, I'm, how could I not like this one? And, and it was it's not that I didn't like it. I think my expectations were too high, that's all. But I liked it better than, no, I don't know. Uh, did, which one did you like more, that one or, or Wakanda Forever? Oh, Wakanda Forever. Yeah, I'm not sure. I might have liked this one better. No. I, didn't, I was a little disappointed with both of them. I'm, I'm excited for Guardians. Yeah, really excited for that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a good time. The was, weather was not, you know, summertime Vegas, obviously. But still, still good. Did it rain? It didn't rain. It did not rain. And then we actually did do a little bit of outlet shopping, and that's when we decided oh, that from now shopping. on we're probably going to drive. Yeah, we went. So <laughs> this happens a lot. Like, so we typically fly out to Vegas. I know it's, you know, it's, it's pretty short, but, you know, if you add up the time, I mean, we go to the, Bur- we go to the airport down the street in Burbank, so... Honestly, it's like, what, 20 minutes to get there. You know, we typically don't check a bag, so we carry on. We're on in, you know, half an hour, probably wait for the plane another, you know, 20, 30 minutes. So you're, like, investing about an hour 15 of upfront time. Flight's only 45 minutes, but then if you think about it, you do it in reverse. So that's, like, four hours, whereas, you know, driving there and back probably adds up to, what, about eight hours? We probably got to stop to charge, so maybe nine hours. Um, But what ends up happening is every time we're out there, we love to go to the outlets to shop. And we had, like, a, some pretty dope coupons this time. Hell, yeah. Um, <laughs> shout out to Polo. And um, we had way too much stuff. But luckily, her friend from work was was there, and she she actually drove back our purchases. And that really helped out. But we were about ready to, like... Thank God, because previously we have... We've, we've we shipped, have shipped FedEx. And we paid, like, yeah. an additional, what, 40, 50 bucks to get it shipped home. So, but yeah, we were popping tags. That was fun. <laughs> so we're gonna drive from now on, I yeah. think. And well, we say that, but you know, I love road fun. trips. Yeah, I guess that's just me. All right. Well, we'll be back soon. <laughs> All right. So the next. So today we talked about therapy and childcare issues, and the next episode we'll talk about our background. Oh, we will? Okay. We'll talk about our background and everything that's going on um, in our new living situation because we... We're trying to get used to it. We... After a year and a half. We did a big change. But anyway, yeah. thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you guys hey, on the next one. Hey, don't forget to make sure to subscribe, like, share, you know, hit us up, hit, send up some questions, ideas, whatever that might be. We need that interaction. Right? All right. Yes, please. Thank you, guys. Peace. Bye.